everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Got another episode. Um, this one was pretty cool. My guest on the podcast for this episode was Harish Marankur, and she is an Indian resident, um, born and raised. She's 16 years old. She's a senior in high school, but at that age, her third book has just been published called Clementine's on my poetry table. Uh, we had a short conversation, but it was a lot of fun to meet her. Uh, we ran into a bunch of connectivity issues. Um, so there was like stuff that had to be edited out. And so, you know, little spots here and there where it sounds a little choppy, just ignore it. That's what was going on. Um, but it was really great to talk to her. She's a fantastic human being. And I am really excited to watch her career progress um, even further on out. So without further ado, here is Mrs. Coer. Okay, we're here. It's we're live. <laughs> we are recording. Um, I said before we came on the air, but I, I feel like it's uh, worth reiterating again. Once again, thank you for taking time out of your day to come on the podcast. Um, I want to ask you right off the bat, your uh, your third book is coming out soon um, called Clementine's on my poetry table. And right off the bat, I just want to say I love that title. That's a fantastic title for a book. Uh, where did that title for the book come from? Well, it comes from a poem that I wrote in the book, and the poem is also uh, titled the same. So it's kind of the last poem of the book. So I titled the book after the last poem. So yeah. Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. So when I was 10 years old, I started keeping a journal with me, and I used to write daily diary entries um, on that particular journal. And then it eventually started progressing towards something very permanent and something like which I could get published. So I eventually showed my um, writings to my teachers and to my parents and to various um, my mentors. And then they really seemed to like it. And they were really, um, asking me about the, what I want to do about it, uh, about the things that I've written. So I came across this website um, in 2018 when I was 13 years old. Um, so I signed up on that website blindfoldedly, like I did not really protract or ponder much on that website. I just um, filled my name and just signed it. And, and a few days after I got get a call from them that, you know, I've signed from their website, I'm interested in their um, self-publishing packages. So, so that's when um, I, I kind of really got serious into it. Otherwise, I was not really serious into it uh, till I was like 13. But then eventually, um, it progressed into something permanent and I got my... The area that you're in isn't really connected. What is it, um, I guess, you know, the majority of my audience is American, some European. Um, and so, unfortunately, sometimes Americans, we get like really short-sighted in terms of like what the world is like outside of where we live you know we're, we're you know we kind of tend to be egocentric like that what um if you were to explain to somebody not from your area what uh what would you consider home in your area to be like i think that 
there isn't much exposure to various things that most of the American people or most of European people have exposed to. For example, some people don't have a complete education here. They haven't graduated their high school fully. And then I think that's what it's like here. Like, yeah, I think that's all I would like to say. There mm -hmm. is kind of this, this gap in education. It's like vast and and now when they come to it, if they want to go to college, then they don't want to go to college because they're like, you know, why would we go to college? We have this work that we work on. We, we get the daily wage for the same. So they're like, no, we don't, you know, we don't want to do it or mm -hmm. stuff like that. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, how about, um, how about for you? Is that, is that something that you definitely plan on doing after high school is going on to college? I mean, sure. Uh, my family belongs to a very educated background and everybody in my family is a teacher. They belong to the teaching profession. Uh, profession. So, yeah, I mean, it, I have to go to college, you know, it's mm -hmm. like something uh, I really value education. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. What, um, what is it that, uh, I mean, have you given any thought yet in terms of what it is you would like to study in college? Yeah, I would like to study English literature in college. Mm -hmm. That is a that's a really dense subject. My father taught that for a long time, mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, it is definitely a dense. Oh, subject. that is interesting. Yeah, it's a fascinating subject. It really is. You could go on. I mean, yeah. Oh my lord. Um, what um, would do you have any like you said when you began writing at ten? Did you have any influences prior to that that really had an impact on a wanting to write and b the kind of style that you do write? I think that at some capacity, I do have some influences. I used to read all these books, um, Mark Twain and Roald Dahl and, and all those uh, wonderful people and these glorious writings. And they did have loads of impact on me, who I was an individual and the outer world was like, apart from my own country, what, what was happening in the world and stuff like that. And I also got really a uh, hold of the news of the world so I think that kind of, uh, can be a, a you know prominent factor in the same and yeah I, I got to um, know about all these writers and their writings so definitely my writing style is uh, at that time my writing style was influenced by them and at this particular moment my style is influenced by the authors that I read right now mm -hmm. so yeah oh, cool the um, that's always such a fascinating question you know, sort of what yeah. has influenced writers. And I've talked to many writers in my time. And that's uh, always always an interesting subject because every it seems like everybody kind of has the same answer, but a unique answer at the same time, if that makes sense. Yeah. The um, one of the things that I, I love to ask writers is what it is they like to do when they write, like what sort of habits do they have? Like, yeah, you know, you have people who they always have this one spot they like to sit or they like to have this kind of music or have this kind of drink. Do you have any of those sort of things that you like to have on hand when you write? I mean, I'm not sure if that's the case with me because I'm a kind of person who would like write in any condition or any scenario. Like I could be literally sitting right here talking with you, with you and I'll be writing a poem. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> I 
so yeah it's it's kind of that uh, deal for me and and yeah but i do like to have you know a good um notepad or a good notebook and a good pens and pencils for the same if uh, if that's the case that mm -hmm. can yeah anytime an idea yeah. hits you you could jot it down real quick yeah yeah the um now i'm assuming you read a lot i'm gonna go out on a limb and assume that um do you have anything specific that you aim for in terms of reading like certain kinds of content like fiction nonfiction? yeah i do so i'm basically interested more in literary fiction and and that kind of interests me very much. And I'm also into modern classics um, and into contemporary fiction of the 20th century and of course the 21st century as well. Um, I basically read American and like the uh, mm -hmm. European fiction, so yeah. Okay, other than um, Mark Twain, do you have any American, American authors, I mean, that uh, you prefer or tend to gravitate towards? Um, at this time, at this yeah. particular moment, yeah, just in general. Yeah, I mean, of course, <laughs> yeah. Um, I I love reading um, Sylvia Plath. I love reading um, Jack Rock. Yeah. Um, his all was something that I really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you ever and... read? Yes. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I was just uh, saying, like, uh, Sally Rooney is also one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. Have you ever read any of Michael Crichton before? I'm not sure. I'm kind of... No. When, uh, when I was a teenager and into my 20s, he was my favorite author. He passed away several years ago, unfortunately. Um, most people probably know him because of the movie Jurassic Park. He wrote the book that became that movie. And he, yeah. I want to say he had a medical PhD. He had like a couple PhDs maybe. And so he had this really, really great, I mean, first of all, he was a phenomenal writer, but he was insanely intelligent. He'd write a lot of these science fiction that really had a lot of science behind it. There were times you'd read one of his books and you'd almost have to sit down and look up half the terms that were in there because you, you weren't entirely sure what he was talking about, but you know, he was smart and you knew he knew what he was talking about. That is, I think that is fascinating. I, I sure have heard about Jurassic Park, but I didn't know uh, who wrote that. So yeah, that's kind of fascinating, but I don't think that I'm more into science fiction. Mm -hmm. I think I'm more like the reality kind of thing. You know what I mean? So yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah I can, <coughs> excuse me, I can definitely <laughs> understand that. Um, outside of your book that you have coming out and the poetry that you like doing, do you have any other projects that you're currently working on or want to work on in the future? Well, the book has come out. It's my third book. Um, mm -hmm. And and yeah, I have several projects that I'm currently working on. I'm working on another book, like I've written the finished the first draft of a fourth book that I was writing last year. And right now I'm also writing another book which um, will possibly be out at the end of this year. And, and yeah, I think that um, in, I, also brought, I, I also have projects um, related to education and environmental change, which, which are definitely going to come. And with that, I also have a history club called Paslos, which I'm currently uh, working on, so yeah. Okay, 
Yeah. Um, boy, I feel like we could do a, another podcast entirely of itself just about climate change. Like, just totally. That's, that's whole another conversation. Right. I know. I mean, and I don't know. I have absolutely no idea at all um, what the attitude on that is in India. But in the United States, it's very, very frustrating because it's like half of us yeah. are like 100% it's happening. And the other half are like, ah, no, it's not. They're just making stuff up. And you're just like, mm -hmm. God, it's so frustrating. Yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, the things there and the kind of environmental change and stuff that's happening. And, and people are really protesting about things that they care about. And, and yeah, it's kind of great, I think. Mm -hmm. One thing that has been really great, aside from all the bad that it's come in the world the last year or so, is how much more it seems like internationally more and more people are protesting and becoming activists for a lot of these causes that have we failed to address for far too long. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that is very um, amazing. Um, Greta Thunberg is sure doing a great work and yeah, credit goes to her. Mm -hmm, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The, um, now as you, you say that you like to jot notes um, and I've heard it, which is cool. Like, that's interesting. I hear that from tons of writers that I talk to. Is there anything in specific that you find that sort of inspires you in that moment to write something? Or is it just like, just comes out of nowhere randomly? I think that there sure is something particular that I want, like that I write, want to write uh, down stuff about it. Um, I think it's the, I would say that it's the language itself um, because I read some books and I find the language very beautiful. So I kind of, kind of uh, take a note of it. I underline it and I uh, post a tab on it. And then I come back to it later if I don't want to uh, do anything about it at that moment. But I sure do come back to it. And, and yeah, if the writing is beautiful, then I sure, um, try to consume that, you know, I, I, and I think that is something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is true. So you're kind of keeping track of um, words that you find beautiful or interesting and almost filing them away for later use. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. I'd never thought of that before, but that makes, that makes a ton of sense. Wow. That is, that is neat. Um, so where do you see yourself? You said you're now working on your fourth book. Um, let's say five, 10, 15 years from now in the future, where do you see yourself? I think I definitely see myself as a better version of who I am today because that is, that is always something that I've aspired to do. And, and I definitely see myself, um, I think, uh, that, you know, I have an exposure to more kind of stuff that I don't have at this moment. So, yeah, I think that, yeah, that's that. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I could not agree with you more. I think that's unfortunately sort of a trap that people fall into. They sort of say, well, this is who I am. And then just leave it at that. And I really think that the secret is to push 
you know, always push yourself, always push yourself to become better, push yourself to become better at everything that you do. I think that that is the 100% key to growth. And I think you nailed that right on the head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, fantastic. Well, <clears throat> excuse me, I've got the worst cough today. Um, well, all right. Well, I, first of all, once, or I shouldn't say first of all, last of all, I want to say once again, thank you so much um, for taking the time I come on the podcast. Um, Clementine's on my poetry table is out now. It is your third book. Um, I have to look, last time I looked, I want to say like two weeks ago, it wasn't available on US Amazon yet, but you had just posted a link recently saying that it was, yeah, so I need to double recently. check that. And if I, when I, when I find it, I'm going to, I'll post the link on all my social media outlets so people can know where to find more of your work at. Um, outside of that, um, gosh, is there anything that uh, you would like to say on the way out? Well, I would definitely say that um, it's just important to keep pushing yourself and walk, uh, you know, walking arduously and just, and just uh, being who you are. I think that will help you with everything. Mm -hmm. I, I agree 100%. And I absolutely, I, I love that you said it. And I love the way you phrase it that way. That is absolutely fantastic. Well, I can definitely guarantee you that guarantee that I'm going to keep following you because I'm interested to see, you know, where you progress and everything that comes now because I, you know, I see nothing but great things. And uh, yeah, yeah. Again, thank you so much for taking the time. And uh, gosh, I wish you absolutely nothing but the best. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here, honestly. Thank mm -hmm. you so much. I really you, appreciate it. You bet. And hopefully we'll hear from you again in the future. Sure, sure. I would love <laughs> some other day <laughs> all right well thank you so much yeah okay so that was the podcast with harish marincourt i uh, hope you enjoyed it it was a brief conversation but again it was a lot of fun to meet her and get to make contact um, i want to thank everybody for supporting the podcast it has been growing really really well lately i want to thank each and every one of you for that and if you continue to like share subscribe tell a friend tell them to tell a friend and all that stuff helps